All right, everybody. So this week we're going to be releasing an episode from our Patreon vault. Not even all of it, actually, just a, a little over half, probably. And you can get the full episode of this at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. So without further ado, here we go. I said a dark side. His name is a dark side. Say it with me. Dark side. Yes, he's coming. The Lord is coming. The Dark Lord is coming. His name is a dark side. I'm bringing the souls to you. I'm bringing your souls to him. Say it with me now, everybody. I said a dark side. A dark side. Lord have mercy, look who is here now, here today. Lord Darkseid, here. Glorious Godfrey, we need to talk. Oh, Darkseid, yes. I've been here preaching to the masses the glorious name that is yours. I'm flattered by that, Godfrey, but it seems a little much. What would be a little too much about this form? This is the language that they speak, Master. When I sent you here for Earth, Godfrey, I did not expect you to be, I don't know, on television so much. I was hoping you would just get me souls. Instead, you've been on TV for the past 48 hours. It seems a little, it's a little aggressive. Well, I've been having fun in the, in the colonies. And it, I just find it so bombastic and fun, my lord. Well, by your count, how many souls have you collected for Apocalypse? Oh, at this rate, probably 400,000, my liege. Perhaps even more. They love this character on, on TV and the Zoom and the TikTok and whatnot. I'm, my, I've got my entire social media shit working really well, my lord. Well, that's very impressive. I heard TikTok is very popular these days. Yes, it is, indeed. Very impressive numbers, Godfrey. Perhaps this will actually work. I was not expecting so many people to fall for something so obvious. You would be surprised, my lord. There's a phrase here on this planet, when in Rome, do as the Romans. And I am merely doing as such. I'm sure you understand. In all of your excellence. Well then, there's not much I can complain about. It seems like obvious brainwashing to me, but to them, if they are eating it up, then continue doing what you're doing. Give me the souls for Apocalypse. I mean, at this rate, my lord, you wouldn't even need the anti-life equation. I wouldn't. We've already bent them to our will as much as possible already, I believe. But, I don't know, maybe a little extra zhuzh with the anti-life equation will send them over even further. I've spent my whole life trying to find the anti-life equation. If without the anti-life equation, I don't know what to do with my life. I leave that to you and your excellence to figure out. It would cut down on a lot of work just to have them as they are right now, just bending to my will without need for the equation. Seems like it'd be a lot easier. Indeed, my lord. Hmm. Perhaps I should just make some appearances like now, every now and then. So that they keep believing. P my, my lord, I know this is strange, but it's weird. The less you show up, the more they require belief. I, I do enjoy being in your presence. Do not take us this the wrong way. This seems too good to be true, Godfrey. You're saying that I need to not do anything just for them to believe in me? I, I mean, maybe people draw pictures about you, but that's really about it. Well, then I'll just go back to Apocalypse and sit. Rule by Zoom or something. I'll call up to Saad to set up my Zoom account. My lord, you have rang. 
decide, set up my Zoom account. It is time that I work remotely from Apocalypse. This is excellent news, my master, but I am not a fucking IT department. Decide you speak that way to me again, and you will be at the other end of the Omega Beams. Set me up the Zoom account and give me one of those virtual backgrounds. Preferably the ones with the cute kitties. Anime kitties, my lord! Sure, that's your thing. Well, I guess I should get back to these Cretans. Thank you very much, Godfrey. Yes, it is always a pleasure, Dark Side. I always want to be on your good side. <laughs> Wait, if you have one, that is, my lord. I'm confused on that one, but anyway, I will return to my own devices. Keep doing what you're doing. I, I this was a lot easier than I thought. Fraser, Dark Side. <sighs> Welcome everybody to Behind the Paywall once again. Tis I, Andrew, the guy that you're going to be learning along with. <laughs> and the guy that's teaching us shit, as you probably already know, more than likely, if you're here, it's Ben. It's me. Yep, it's me. So, <laughs> uh, we have started our long ass deep dive into Justice League, this, the DCEU, in terms of uh, the Zack Snyder cut. And I thought we wouldn't have a nice little episode about Will Beale, who has the story by credit on Zack Snyder's Justice League, as we pointed out. And. The thing is, Will Beale has a very fascinating history with Justice League as a project that's kind of unrelated to Zack Snyder. I still haven't gotten the full story yet. Nobody's asked Zack Snyder, like, okay, so tell me how Will Beale comes into it. I haven't found any the, interviews about it. He was the true behind-the-scenes shepherd, as it but, were, before uh, Snyder? Maybe, maybe. It's it's not quite, like, I, I'm i not really sure in terms of, like, if they... Here's, here's the thing. Here's a little yeah. preview. I don't even know if these guys have even met... I don't even know Will Bill even exists. Okay, so <laughs> let's go into a I little bit of know. let's go into who Will Bill is before we get into like all this. So Will Bill is a former cop. He's a former LAP detect- oh, PD shit. detective That's who cool. became he became a uh, screenwriter, and one of his one of his debuts was the screenplay for Gangster Squad. And oh, based shit. off the the main, based off the book about Tales of the Gangster Squad, about the real life story of the cops who were trying to take down Vicky Cohen, so he wrote that into his script, and that sort of became his debut as a screenwriter. And they hired him for a lot of stuff, and he also contributed to Aquaman. Okay, he yeah, wrote one of the many scripts for Aquaman, and his uh, his main DC credit is on that one. However, back in 2011, he wrote a Justice League script. So this God is kind of the damn. this is kind of the unknown Justice League script because we know about Justice League Mortal from 2007 yeah. with uh, George Miller attached because it almost got made and then obviously we know about this whole mess with Joss Whedon and, and Zack Snyder but this is kind of the forgotten unmade Justice League project that not a lot of people talk about the script unfortunately has not leaked however there is information out there about it so that's why we're not doing a full on main episode on it yeah. If, if it had leaked, then we would absolutely do a main episode on it. But consider this a preliminary in case this that script ever gets leaked out. Then we can actually like read it and, and go through it. But I'm just going off of the beats that have been reported. So, okay. 
Written in 2011, the first rumors were that it was going to be based off of JLA issues 183 through 185, which is a storyline called Crisis on New Genesis, which is mm. actually the first time that the Justice League fought Darkseid. Okay. So even way back in 2011, Will Buell says, hey, this is going to be Justice League versus Darkseid. It makes sense. It's like the Thanos thing. You got a whole team. You need to, you need like yeah. the ultimate enemy going on. You need to fight Satan. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, exactly. You know? Now, let's put this in context. This is 2011. So Nolan's Batman is not out yet. He's not close to, he's not done with The Dark Knight Rises yet. We're a year away from that. We're also a year away from the Avengers, which means we're also a year away from the Thanos tease at the end of Avengers. Right. So right, Beale right. is already like planning ahead. And this is before the DCEU of Man of Steel. Okay, right. So there's so many like before stuff. It's kind of weird timing in terms of like, it's almost like Justice League is, is going to be the launch of the DC universe in this version, unless he was planning to bring in Bale's Batman, which seems unlikely. There's no yeah, evidence that Bill read Mortal, or he might have, huh? Uh, if he did, there's there's basically nothing of Mortal in this. Okay. All You'll right. find out what, what type of stuff in there, but there's very it's very different from Justice okay. League Mortal. Where Justice League Mortal was very much about, you know, the contingency plans and Maxwell Lord and Talia getting a hold of them and using that against them and, and that type of stuff. This is very this is more cosmic. This is more closer to what Snyder was going to do oh, with you know, Dark Side. I like the cosmic. Yeah, yeah. So in the original issues, Justice League of America one eighty three to one eighty five was called Crisis on New Genesis, and it was the Justice League and the Justice Society of America actually teaming up. Uh, they end up getting accidentally transported to Apocalypse where the Injustice Society, which is kind of the precursor to Legion of Doom, the Injustice Society has resurrected Darkseid, and now the superheroes basically have to stop him in Apocalypse. Uh, there's not a lot of similarities, honestly, between the script and the comic, at least from what I read. So I feel like that was just a rumor, but it, we might as well note that that was the rumor at the time. Just general was based off general elements, general, very general elements from that. Very, yeah, because like there's the lineup is different. You know, just society is very like deep cuts. Yeah. So they had like Power Girl in there, Firestorm was in it, Huntress uh, from Earth Two and Batman from Earth One were teaming. Like it's stuff that like I'm just like I have a hard time believing that Will Buell would do that in, as the debut for Justice League. You don't start with a multiverse already. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you're Will. Or Buell. maybe you do. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. Umberto Gonzalez, who's a he's a scooper from a long time ago. He was oh yeah, what La happened to Latino him? Latino Review. He's now on the rap. He's now on the rap. Latino uh, Review. He used to get some of the scoops, right? Yeah, yeah. And he kind of reported on this as well as reported the script that I guess was leaked out to him back in. Let's see. I don't think he read the script until 2017. Like it leaked out to him around the same time as the release of the Justice League. He was the so, Boris Kit of that time. Yeah, I think so. Kind of. Although so, Boris Kit is probably slightly more legit. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. when you're with Variety and Hollywood Reporter, you're considered to be basically like everything you write is the truth. As That's opposed gospel. to like, here's a rumor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got this covered as uh, <laughs> the opposite of that. Yes. Yes. Man, my man Tyrone Magnus got to stop reporting on that shit. It confuses me. <laughs> he's so big, but he he's big on YouTube, but he's does. He's not he's not like a legit reporter, you know, yeah. so I, I have to constantly remind myself that I, there's a part of my brain that goes, oh, he's a big YouTuber. He must be accurate. And it's like, no, that's not the fucking case at all. 
that's the problem i think when people report on rumors that's why i'm just like i if we yeah. ever talk about rumor stuff it's we preface it with this is a rumor we do not know if yeah. this is true yeah. that type of stuff or a double check because there's so much of that shit out there i mean we're still we're still combating people who are under the belief that uh, tim burton was going to make this big batman movie with robin williams and billy d williams and i'm just like that's there's no evidence of that we talked to the screenwriters <laughs> and even i don't know if you saw me post this in the on our instagram I literally post, you know, it's it's a video about Batman 3, and I was just, you know, advertising that The Bachelors had told us that it was, you know, Robin Williams was Joel Schumacher's choice. <laughs> and the next guy's comment is, that's incorrect. And I was like, <laughs> I have uh, a literal interview with the people who worked on the fucking yeah. movie, and you're going to tell me that's incorrect? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you believe what you believe. Sometimes <laughs> you got anything different. You got to check their rank sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, you watch the interview if you want. It's up to you. I'm just saying. We we know the truth. So, yeah. anyway. On that one, at least. Not everything, but on that well, one. Well, on that one, yeah. yeah. Or if we Especially don't know the truth, we one. say we don't know the truth. Yeah, we say we yeah, don't know yeah, the truth. Yeah. Or, we, or yeah. that's why we also do the corrections department, because sometimes I might say something off the cuff, or I'm just like, I think I heard this, and then... I look afterwards at the rec- after the recording. I'm like, oh, I was wrong, and then I make sure to bring that up. Or other people correct us in the comments, and I make sure to bring that up because I want us to be accurate. You know? Every time you bring up corrections department, it reminds me of Kevin Smith just hating the corrections department and um, <laughs> education podcast. I think that was like not one of his biggest ones, but I loved it because it was like, you know, you actually learn something about science. And then Kevin Smith's commentary, <laughs> and he was he was just high as hell, <laughs> but he hate he hated it. But the other guy really wanted to do it, um, Andy McElfresh. Yeah, but I like I like the principle of it because I it's, like it's it too. I don't I yeah. don't hate it like Kevin Smith does, but it just it's, it's just it's it was comical how much he hated it. Yeah, Sorry. I, I think yeah yeah one thing is that it it, make, it creates the integrity. Yeah, of the that's show. true. You that's know, true. You want to make sure true. that it's accurate, and the other part is like it gets other people involved you know it gets your fans involved and fans oh, are just yeah. like hey wait a minute you know and, and, and gets that so like i encourage if, if i'm wrong about stuff you know show us show us the evidence and uh, show us links and everything we have a few corrections departments coming up in a few episodes so yeah grateful for the fans for that uh so let's dive in then into what uh umberto had said about uh the script that was read in uh, uh 2017 it is insane so, uh, <laughs> all right. Steppenwolf is in this. Okay. Uh, I believe. Or am I wrong? Hold on. Okay. Well, okay. So, oh, it says, though Steppenwolf was the lead villain. Okay. Now I'm rereading stuff badly. Okay. So, even though okay. Steppenwolf was the lead villain in the Justice League, Will Beale's draft would have made his boss, Darkseid, the master of evil. The opening shark, there's a shark tank battle. And we're not talking about the ABC reality show with Mark Cuban. It's like Aquaman and a shark or something? Or what? Uh, no, Aquaman oh, okay. wouldn't fight. He would command the shark, generally There's speaking. There's a shark. Eh, okay. He didn't go into that many details. It says that opening Shark Tank battle ends with Dasad, one of Darkseid's minions, killing Killer Croc. So it opens <laughs> okay. with Dasad killing. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Let me look again. Okay, okay. So uh, after a quick introduction on Darkseid's Hell Planet, Hell Planet Apocalypse, we're plunged into a stunning set piece between Batman, Superman, KG Beast, who's Anatoly in Batman vs. Superman, Killer Croc, and Lex Luthor. That includes a shark tank shattering on the upper floors of LexCorp Tower in Metropolis. So already that's like more crowded than any other sequence at this point. Remember, this is 2011. Yeah, it's quite a lot. This is the same year that Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern came out. 
Like, this is insane. In Will Bill's like, shooting for the moon, man. He did, <laughs> yeah. he did Gangster Squad, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, sorry, that's, I, I, I skipped ahead. I was reading the wrong part. Sorry about that. So, yeah, it starts with this Batman, Superman, KG Beast, Killer Croc, and Lex Luthor. And then there's a Shark Tank battle. And uh, Aquaman is not part of this. Aquaman is not in the script. Oh, so there man. goes Jason Momoa. Uh, but, oh, well. yeah, it's, Desaad shows up and kills Killer Croc and steals kryptonite that Luthor has just tried to buy from KG Beast. Uh, it says, at one point, Croc bites a shark. I don't know why Umberto thought that was notable to talk about, but it's okay. It's just Beast Man versus Beast Man <laughs> or something. It's got a, like, I a guess. kind of kaiju flavor almost to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, already we got the side. KG Beast, Killer Croc, Batman, Superman. Um, okay, and then... They, Batman and Superman are friends in the beginning, so this is not like Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, they already know each other's identities. They have coffee at the Metropolis Diner, so it's like those How It Should Have Ended videos. Well, um, yeah. This is where they chat about other DC superheroes like Diana, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and Aquaman. So Aquaman's mentioned, but he's not a character in this. Okay. He uh, think, they think he's too lame at this point. Maybe. It's maybe, pre-Jeff right. John's New 52 bullshit, too, probably, right? Yeah, because 2011 is right when the New 52 is out. So, like, this that's, he hasn't read that's it. new. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's read it at this point. Uh, they soon traveled to Central City to recruit Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash. And then the next part says, Amanda Waller and King Faraday run the Department of Metahuman Affairs and seize Killer Croc's body. Uh, we also meet Abel Turant, who's the tattooed man. Uh, Copperhead... Barbara Minerva, a.k.a. Cheetah, so Cheetah's in this, <laughs> and Solomon Grundy. <laughs> so, Damn. Uh, I think they're setting up a Suicide Squad type There's of thing. There's so much going on, isn't there? Uh, it feels like Umberto was like, let me just write all the characters who are in this, as opposed to telling us what the story is, because right now I'm not really sure what's going on. It yeah. just seems like a whole bunch of characters. I forgot about Solomon Grundy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> he's uh, he's in Stargirl. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently they have a really true to uh, really faithful adaptation of uh, Solomon Grundy through CG. Born on a Monday. Yes. Died on a Tuesday or some shit like that. Something like, I think he dies on a Friday or something. I, I have to yeah, look Yeah, something like that, yeah. <clears throat> Started out as a Green Lantern villain. He's not a Batman villain. Oh, shit. He, be, he became a Batman villain in the long Halloween, basically. Let's see. In Deep Space, uh, the Green Lantern in this draft is Jon Stewart. And he as, is, as it should be. Yes. Uh, and he's <laughs> with the Thanagarian Carter Hall, a.k.a. Hawkman. So Hawkman's in this, too. So Hawkman might Hawk be white at this point, though. He's got the Jon Stewart. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just, just going we, off we don't of know. Uh, 2011 yeah, yeah. politics. And yeah, yeah, I get it. General I get wokeness. It. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, because like the Hawkman in Smallville was still white. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I think, oh, and, and also in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So, yeah. Oh, was Hawkman white in Legends? Yeah, he was. I'm surprised at that because they're tr they're generally like uh you know in in the general vicinity of wokeness. Uh, they they try to be, I think. Yeah, they try to be. Yeah, not all the time. Uh, let's see. So Green Lantern, John Stewart, and Thanagarian and Cotter Hall engage in a cool action sequence inside a space station nightclub as they try to stop Kanjar Row, another villain, from helping Desaad weaponize the Kryptonite. Uh, the first act ends with Superman kidnapped by Steppenwolf and the Parademons and taken back to Apocalypse. <laughs> so, wow. uh, okay, so this is kind of from Justice League Origin, which is published around the same time, because Superman does get captured by the Parademons in that origin story. Right. Uh, 
Let's see. Next, it says, by the start of the second act, Batman goes to Themyscira. That should be interesting. Batman and Themyscira. Batman yeah. goes to Themyscira to recruit Diana, with whom he has a romantic history. So... This guy is going balls to the walls <laughs> with the with the um, world building. Like, like, yeah. for, like, fuck origin. We're just dropped in yeah, to exactly. the D- DC universe. Like, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I would have liked to have seen this as well, but... It's yeah. uh, not common, especially at this time, I think. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is so... It's a way to introduce everybody, because it's definitely not the Christian Bale Batman, I don't think. No. Uh, and then I don't think they were, were going to bring back Brandon Routh for uh, Superman at this point. Uh, no. I think Cannibal may have might have just been cast around this point when this was happening. So maybe. Right, right, right. right. Uh, but we didn't have a Wonder Woman uh, at this point or Barry Allen, like nobody was cast. Like this is so early and in, in the DCEU. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so Batman and Diana have a romantic history, so any Wonder Bat shippers out there will be happy with this. Shipping it like FedEx, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is uh, Barry Allen, Jon Stewart, and Diana have a meeting with Wayne inside the Batcave, which has several generations of Batmobiles and Batsuits, which is cool, uh, as well as Mr. Freeze's cryo gun, the Scarecrow's Mask, and the Penguin's Umbrella. So that's pretty cool. Wants a bunch of Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. Again, it feels like Umberto's just like, let me write any DC term that is in the script rather than try to summarize what it is. By the way, is Latino Review even around anymore? Uh, I don't think so. I think I, I tried to find their website, and it was a 404. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. yeah. I used to go to that all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Jon Stewart returns to Oa. And find oh is the headquarters the the Green Lantern Corps for anybody I like who doesn't those know guys. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately for you, uh, they're dead. He finds the dead. <laughs> Dark side finds the, He finds the dead bodies of Kat Matui, Kilowog, Guy Gardner, Salak, 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 and Tomare. The entire Lantern Corps has been massacred by Dark Side. That's Damn. pretty hardcore. Don't they like? Uh, if they if he kills all the Owens, like doesn't the universe go out of balance or some shit? Like probably it's pretty heavy. But since Darkseid's going to be ruling the universe anyway, yeah, he's he like, is the whatever. balance. That would be cool in a movie. Like, just if God, if they set up a DCU, I'm I'm fan casting now. But like, <laughs> Darkseid's they introduce the Owens and they're really cool, awesome, powerful in a Green Lantern movie, like a good one, a new one mm-hmm. that comes out. Yeah. And then Justice League Two, Darkseid straight up kills all those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, it's Snyder, man. Why not? Like, I don't know, dude. It'd be kind of cool. It would be cool. I mean, look at how they killed off Jimmy Olsen at Mercy. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's, it's relentless. It's I mean, ruthless. A- after, a- after being introduced and having lots of cool moments in a Green Lantern solo flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that has more emotional impact. Yes, yes, yes. Not, out of, not willy-nilly out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay, so with the Lantern <laughs> Corps out of the way, Darkseid invades Earth at the midpoint of the script with the help of a brainwashed Superman. Mm-hmm. So already now you, can, yeah, now you can see how that bled into what we saw in terms of uh, Snyder's, Snyder's idea for the future, for the nightmare is that Superman is possessed by Darkseid through the anti-life equation. Yeah. So uh, as he does in The Dark Knight Returns in Man of Steel, I mean, not Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Bruce Wayne dons special armor to fight the Man of Steel. So now we get Batman versus Superman with a different context where Batman is suiting up because Superman is possessed by Darkseid. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, this makes even more sense than this makes VBS. More sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you let your family die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying uh, Polaroids and <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Justice League uh, was way better than <laughs> yes than VBS. <laughs> I I wish I liked it more. I wish I liked VBS as much as the, the the fans do. I mean, there's still there's still stuff that I appreciate more than I did in 2016, as I said. But still, I'm just like I I, I wish. You there's know? a lot to like about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a plot's just so messy. Yeah. Uh, right. but we already went over that. All right. Diana Sorry. manages to release Superman from Desaad's mind control. So okay. that's interesting. It does not say how. Uh it probably is different from what we saw in, in Justice League. But I Superman did some cursory research for oh, yes? plugging our next episode. Yes. Desaad is we'll go over this in more detail later, but is Darkseid's lead torturer. Ah, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. He's really like, he's the number two. He's, he's second banana to Darkseid. Mm-hmm. That's what it yeah. seems like. More than Granny Goodness, more than anybody else, really. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Superman rejoins the League in the fight against Darkseid after Diana frees him from mind control. Uh, Superman then goes through a boom tube, I guess the chase after Darkseid, and travels 11 years into the future. <laughs> Into wow. the nightmare timeline, it feels like, to find that Darkseid has wiped out 80% of the Earth's t- population. So I think if Wheelbeal is credited, it's because he probably came up with this idea of Darkseid invading the world. Superman is possessed at one point. Uh, at one point, it's the apocalyptic vision of the future. Like It feels like that stuff might have come actually from this script first and Zack oh, Snyder yeah. liked it and because of the fact that you know who knows how much of it is WGA rules now I might be wrong on this you know again this is purely speculation because I have yeah. not found any interviews about Snyder talking about Wheelbeal at all yeah. but it could just be that because that's a connection and due to WGA rec- regulations the Writers Guild of America in a lot of cases the first screenwriter who took a crack at it still gets some sort of credit as you saw in, uh, let's say, Batman Returns, right? The Sam Hamm script yeah. we originally went over was very different from what happened later. But because he was the first one to take a crack at that script, he still got the story by credit. Terrio could have based it a lot. Yeah, he could have, like, that could have been the draft he started out with. Yeah. And then Terrio made his changes with Snyder. Yeah, Terrio and Snyder's like, okay, this is what this guy did. Let's do our own thing. But we like this idea of let's let's come up with the nightmare timeline, that type of stuff. Yeah. Again, pure speculation. We don't know, but it seems likely that that's why Will Beale gets the story by credit because this is what's in the script, according to Umberto here. Yeah. Uh, so Diana, in, this, in the nightmare vision, Diana leads the last of the human resistance with an aged and gray-haired Bruce Wayne as her second in command. Oh, shit. They also have a son together. Oh, wow. Batman and, and Diana hooked up, and now they have a son named Clark Wayne. So <laughs> That ever happened in the comics? <laughs> Not that I know of. I don't Clark think a, Wayne. I don't think there's a Batman and Wonder Woman baby out there. Wow. I'm surprised they haven't done that. Cause I'm Batman's surprised, too, yeah. Had a lot of sex, so. Yeah. And Damien and all that. Like, yeah. I don't know. What if Damien yeah. meets... His half Amazonian brother, you know, wow. and he's a male Amazonian. That'd be interesting, actually. It, it makes it makes sense because you've got Damien, who's the son of him and Talia, and then Helena. Originally, the Huntress was originally the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. So, why isn't there a daughter of Batman and Wonder Woman? I, I might look into it and find there's something, but I think we're onto something. I think maybe because they know these had too many kids at this point. Maybe they're just trying to not fuck with their timeline even more 
They already got <laughs> Rebirth going on. I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool. Maybe we should. They should get like an Elseworlds going with that or something. But I say Elseworlds. Yeah, don't yeah. don't fuck up the main continuity. Yeah. Uh, and then one surprising member of the Resistance is Lex Luthor. Oh. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the future Batman leads a dozen fighters known as Batman's Berserkers. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just call them the outsiders at that point. Batman's <laughs> berserkers. That's cool. Uh, okay, so this includes uh, members of the Suicide Squad. So this includes Cheetah. So Barbara Minerva's in this. So that would be interesting. Uh, wow. The Huntress is in this, the Helena Bertinelli version. Hello, my name's Jonathan Dunn, host of the O3C podcast. Every week I'm joined by my two best gaming buddies, Chris and Minty, and we talk about the games we're playing, the games we love, and how they rank alongside our sacrosanct top 100 favourite video games of all time lists. Deep dives into gaming mechanics, history and lore abound, all topped off with lashings of irreverent wry British wit, witterings and wisdom. For details on the show and more, head to o3c.games and tune in every Monday on the HyperX Podcast Network. Do you love Japan and video games? Well, so do we! We're Kinsey and Mark from Kyoto Indie Dev's Chuhai Labs. Join us twice monthly for games, silly Japan news, and all-around nonsense. We stink at making commercials. <laughs> we f***ing got this one, bro. Be sure to stop by the Chew High Labs Discord to chat about our games or ask us questions. Chew High Labs and the Nasty Labs Podcast. We're legally the best. Find inflation the old-fashioned way by spending less money. Check out the HyperX store at Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on new gaming gear so you'll be equipped for the new launches and content drops. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't stick around long. It's officially summertime and everybody talks about looking good for the warmer months, but few have the balls to do it. Well, it's time to nut up or shut up and take the easiest step to looking sexy this summer by using Manscaped. Manscaped's ultra smooth package makes sure you have the proper care for down there and their Boxers 2.0 gives you the perfect stage to show off the new look. These products make you look hot, but your cleanly shaved nethers will keep you cool. And the Boxers 2.0 patented jewel pouch, trademark, technology, will keep your boys from turning any beach day into a swamp day. Dive headfirst into summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com using the code Johnson's Ballsack. Yes, manscaped.com slash Johnson's Ballsack. The ultra smooth package is specialized three-step groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth your most sensitive areas. I'm talking crop shaver razor, crop exfoliator, and crop gel. This kit is the perfect polish to make your family jewels shine. Step one, crop exfoliator. Infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed. The crop exfoliator can help you reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Step two, crop gel. See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. It's called your delicate area for a reason. This is one place you do not want to go in blind. Step three, it's time to shave. The crop shaver, trademark, was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. This razor has three precision blades that include extra wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. 
To top it off, all three of these vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands and without compromise. Once you have your hog in prize-worthy condition, grab yourself a pair of the Manscaped Boxers 2.0. They are ultra-soft, moisture-wicking, cooling, anti-chafing, masterpieces fit for a king, and made for your royal scepter. I should know, I'm wearing them right now. So, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code JohnsonsBallsack at Manscaped.com. There are so few perfect summer days. Don't let hot, sweaty balls ruin them. Stay fresh, clean, and smelling good with Manscaped! As a fan of podcasts, you've probably thought about starting one of your own. Introducing the new HyperX Duocast. The Duocast has all the essential features an aspiring podcaster would want from a USB mic with HyperX favorites like a tap to mute and a vibrant mute indicator. It's compact and elegantly styled, perfect for situations where you want a mic that looks great but isn't too extra. Check out the new HyperX Duocast available at Target.com or shop direct at HyperX.com. Woohoo! Uh, Captain Boomerang is also in this. I don't know why they... I mean, with James Gunn throwing him in there because it's so silly, I get it, from the gun perspective. Yeah. But a motherfucker that throws boomerangs at people, am I missing something here? He's a major part of Suicide Squad comics. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I guess, man. I just... I don't know, dude. Australian... Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, representation, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then the last member of Batman's Berserkers, which is going to sound very familiar, is Deathstroke. Yeah. So we gotta that made him. it in. Yeah, that made it in to the uh, <clears throat> to the nightmare sequence at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So that was cool. Uh, the last of the Resistance is headquartered inside Superman's Fortress of Solitude. So that's cool. Uh, future Lex Luthor figures out a way to send Barry Allen back eleven years in time, partly using Darkseid's boom tube. So this is where Flash going back in time to do some sort of warning comes in. Uh, again, before Batman versus Superman, so it likely comes from this script. Future Flash goes back in time to before Darkseid's invasion and dies in his younger self's arms after warning of the terrible future. Okay. So damn. All right, so now we're out of the nightmare timeline. We're back in present day. Uh, and uh, Diana, Bruce, Barry, and Green Lantern then travel to Apocalypse and rescue Superman before Desaad can take over his mind and the reunited Justice League battle Darkseid and his forces on Apocalypse to stop the invasion of Earth. If there's any influence from that Justice League run that I was talking about earlier, uh, from 183 to 185, it might be at this part, because of the fact that that was the first comic to ever have the Justice League on Apocalypse fighting ba fighting Darkseid. Okay. Uh, let's see. The entire Lantern Corps, along with the Amazons from Themyscira, join in the, on the battle. So. Okay. Justice League, Lantern Corps, who are still alive, and the Amazons going up against Darkseid and Parademons. Imagine that. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, even, I don't even know where you go up from there if this is Justice League 2 and 3, <laughs> though. I know. This is quite a lot. <clears throat> For a first movie? Yeah. And then uh, the script ends with Mercy Graves planning a presidential campaign for Lex Luthor. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to be based off the President Luthor uh, comics. And Luthor receives a message from future Luthor telling him of Superman's secret identity, Clark <laughs> Kent. Like, a message. You, <laughs> you are awesome. <laughs> you will be awesome 10 years from now. <laughs> you will be president. You'll be the greatest president of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will become more orange. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
that is pretty much the summary from Umberto Gonzalez on the uh, Will Beal Justice League. What do you think of that? Um, yeah, a lot of the DNA is there. Uh, we see. I see why he got the credit. Um, mm-hmm. It probably is. I, I, I. It sounds like he, this Terrio, just got this script and made it started this was his base and he they they changed from there this was the foundation for it yeah and that's why will bill gets the credit um mm-hmm. and it's interesting because that's work he did what in 2010 2011 yeah and it's finally paying off 10 years later you know mm-hmm. he plant these seeds man wasn't yeah. gangster squad the one that had to reshoot the theater sequence yeah <clears throat> partially because of uh because of aurora Yes. Yeah, it's so, because of what happened with Dark Knight Rises, so that's interesting. They had to reshoot. Connection. I remember that. That was when I was – this was my second year in L.A. probably, and that was a that was a big uh, thing happening. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Um, but, yeah, it's cool. Uh, you know, it's interesting it was a cop, and but he's obviously like, um, you know, nerdy cop, I guess. To, he <laughs> right. might, I mean, he didn't get into this out of nowhere, you know. Like, this must have been a lifetime passion for him, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And uh, – it sounds like a shitload of characters, though. That's the problem. Yeah. But there's a shitload of characters in Zack Snyder's one too. So it is. I don't yeah. Know. So so who knows? But Warner Brothers was definitely interested in getting in on the Justice League game, probably because they knew Avengers was coming at this point. Definitely. They, their own Avengers. they really wanted this shit. Now they kind of got something good. They just got to more or less green light it publicly more. Yeah. Well, I mean, is that or uh, you know we got the Our Man and Zatanna movies coming out. <laughs> Aren't you excited about those? I mean, to be fair, that uh, they'll probably be good if you get the right talent attached to it. It's just like, you know, why are they keep restarting characters who not necessarily restart characters, but they've got these characters who are obscure. You know, yeah. And it's nice that they get the limelight, but it's also like your flagship characters, like Superman. Like, okay, we got this Tanahasi Coates thing, but we don't even know if it's if it's going to be <clears throat> related at all to everything else, or if it's a complete reboot. You know, like this. It's yeah. weird I what think, the plans are for another Justice League. Yeah. And it's also like, even if you restore to Snyderverse, it's not like the other movies are going to become not canon. Like, even take something as different as Shazam, you know. I, I, I feel like Shazam can have that tone in his own movie. But if he shows up in Snyderverse, I mean, it might be comedic, you know. But it could still be Zachary Levi in yeah. that same fucking suit or yeah. something very close to it. In a Snyder movie, it's not that big of a deal. Then you go back to a lighter tone for Shazam two or three or whatever. It's yeah, not a it's not a fucking big deal, man. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I do want to bring up one interesting thing, one interesting development that came about with the Will Beal script, which is that uh, there were rumors about a certain director being attached to it back in two thousand. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it was not Steven Spielberg. Oh man, I wish. <laughs> do Superman uh, Spielberg for the love of fucking God. Apparently he universe. was going to do Black Hawk. Remember he was going to do Black Hawk? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that he was random. The vintage stuff. I, it kills me that he has. He's, he won't do Superman. I think, I mean, God, in the 90s especially, I think that's because maybe that's when I was growing up, but it's just like Spielberg equaled Americana, you know? Yeah, I can totally see that. And I'm sure that was the same with the, I mean, I was alive for some parts of the 80s, but I don't remember a lot of it. But like seventies and eighties, especially, he was he was owning that shit too, and just let's bring it back. Let's, I know you're old as hell, but come on, man. 
<laughs> let's let's do Superman, dude. Let's do yeah. Superman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this director said uh, had to sort of dispute it. Uh, he was just in talks of it. He said, "Quote." I'm not working on the Justice League. One of the problems with entertainment websites is that they need to fill pages, and that's how rumors get started. Justice League sounds really exciting, but it's not something I'm working on. That director was Ben Affleck. Wow. Oh, yeah, I think you've told me this before. <laughs> so Ben Affleck was like, eh, that'll be cool, but that's not really what I'm working on, and then look at what happened. <laughs> yeah, him. yeah. Uh, I remember Umberto at the time, around 2012 or 2013, said that... Um, Affleck, uh, Warner Brothers had in mind to have him direct as well as be Batman in that, but right. uh, didn't work out. And then lo and behold, uh, it kind of did, just not with this specific script. Right, right. Yeah, it, it did happen. So uh, that is pretty much all we know about uh, Will Beale's unmade Justice League script. I wish I had more, but uh, if we ever do have more, then we'll certainly have a main show episode on it. But uh, I thought since we don't have a lot, but it's a little too much to just plug into one of our current episodes, this is all for you guys behind the paywall on this. So, so thank you. Thank you, everybody behind the paywall. But but also, the uh, so Will, Ben Affleck was was rumored he was going to direct this, this Will Build Justice League. This specific Justice League back in 2011 or so, yeah. Okay. And uh, he might have been in talks, but he, he never really signed on to it. That's the thing. I mean, rumors are, you know, most of the time bullshit, but they're circling something. They're often circling something that might be real, even if the exact specifics might be yeah, off. Yeah, because they wanted him to to do, be or involved, at least with DC movies that's around this time, because they also had him, you know, the trades were saying that he was under consideration for Man of Steel as well to direct. So oh, wow. it does look like they had wanted him involved in a lot, for a long time. Right. From a Warner Bros. perspective, which makes sense because, you know, he did the town, like he's, he's associated with, you know, quality movies. The town was a Warner Brothers picture, I, I believe. And I believe Gone Girl was as well. In uh, Argo, not, one no, not, picture, not, didn't it? Not Gone Girl. Uh, <laughs> gone Baby Gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, I forget. Gone Baby Gone is what he's directed. Gone Girl is the one he stars in. That's the Fincher shows movie. his dick pretty much, too. <laughs> you see that movie? I have not. You get to see Sidecock in that film. <laughs> I'm not really sure I want to, but okay. <laughs> it's quick. I mean, it's a Fincher film, and it's like, you know, kind of dark-hardened, true crime kind of shit. And, I mean, it's all right. I mean, Joey's wife loved the ever-loving fuck out of that movie. Um, I don't th- Not because of Ben Affleck's dick. I mean, it was, it was an all right movie, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I mean Ben Affleck for me, I love him as Batman. I think he's great. I've I was never a hater, not even from day one, which was yeah. my birthday. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. but that wasn't part. Of, not, I didn't dis. I didn't like him because it was my birthday. I just thought he was like he's fine, fine choice. Like why not? There's always these Batman haters that kills me. But um, man, what do you think is the best Ben Affleck movie other than the Batfleck ones? Other than Justice League, Ooh. Uh, Daredevil Ar- clearly. No. Armageddon. Um, <laughs> um, I do like, I do like his performance and the writing for his character in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, oh yeah, see. that is probably his best movie. Dude. It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it probably is. Although I will say, uh, going back into that, if you have you watched Goodwill Hunting recently. 
Not recently. It was a f- it was a few years ago, so it wasn't it wasn't way back. But I might have seen it like I don't know, maybe three or four years ago or so. Okay, so I saw it when it first came out. I think I was probably in film school, and maybe even before. Maybe I was in high school. I can't remember, but I remember just being absolutely floored with the movie. Like I was mm. like, this is cinema, <laughs> and. I rewatched it again a couple years ago, and and it's still good. It's a very good movie. I hope to one day make a movie anywhere near as good as Good Will Hunting. Let me say that first. Mm-hmm. But it does you when you watch it now in your late thir- mid to late thirties, it kind of feels like you can really tell the age of Damon and um, Affleck writing this movie. Like all the lines are just meant to be acted really well. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like they're just meant. It's just. It's just like. How can I say this? It's just kind of uh, uh, over. Man, overact. It's a little little tough of a word to use, but I don't I know. Kind of see what you mean. Just like the monologues are kind of a little bit un- almost unnatural, but they're good though. But. I don't know. I looked at it through kind of an older lens when is I rewatched. It, is it, it like an Aaron Sorkin type of thing, where it's just like everybody is is like has movie lines? You know, like everyone talks yeah, like yeah. in a movie. Yeah, a movie. it kind of, yeah, that's kind of what it is. it's. Everybody kind of is talking like they're in a movie. Yeah, which I hear. You. I know that sounds like a pretentious ass <laughs> comment, but I really don't mean it to be that way. Um, right. I mean, again, I, I the movie's a thumbs up. It's a great movie, um, but. Uh, it's just something about something about it, and some maybe it's just the, some of the monologues are too long or something. But yeah, maybe. it's 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 good. They were they were just they were young. They were right out of Harvard. They you know they're from Harvard. Yeah, yeah. So they're not idiots. It's just yeah, not even <coughs> an athlete. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> His career just had a totally different trajectory than Matt Damon's did. Yeah, but you I know. mean it's it's been. It looks like he's making sort of the comeback after the whole rehab scenario back in, uh, you know, 2017 and 2018 or so. Uh, he looks a lot better now. He's, uh, you know, as of now, it seemed like he was signed up for The Flash to come back, but we don't even know if we have, we have Keaton back for that. So he was who looking knows 20 years age. younger in those reshoots. Yeah. Just about. He's definitely. looking really, really tight. He's He definitely looks slimmer in the cowl in that nightmare sequence with Leto. And when he's talking to Martian Manhunter outside of his house. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like Kevin Smith brought that up as well. And I, I noticed that when I watched it, it was like, yeah, dude, your, your AA is working or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. He definitely looks different there. Yeah. You're listening to your, uh, to, to the people trying to help you. That's what it looks like. It's a nice, you know, art reflecting life, life reflecting art type of thing. Right. Just, that's true. You know, Bruce is also in a healthier mindset by the end of Justice League compared to where he was in, in Batman v Superman. So it's it's kind of cool that there's that reflection as well. So that's all you get for this week. That was our episode released from the Patreon vault. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to hear the full episode, please go to patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. And this, the rest of this episode and a bunch more is there. It's at the $5 tier. So please check that out. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you later. Thanks again. Bye.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 